Summer camp is a magic place where kids discover who they are because they have the freedom to explore on their own. Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is a sleepaway camp in the heart of Idaho's wilderness. Each summer, campers make friends, build new skills, and learn to love the outdoors through activities like canoeing, archery, zip lining, rock climbing, campfires, and more. Registration for Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is open. Financial assistance is available. Learn more at ycampidaho.org. Chairs No Waving, episode number 772, Catching Up With Folks. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at WeaversDepartmentStore.com. Drop by over at Weavers and check out the Miracle Salve. I know you need it. You've been in, it's dry, it's wintertime, you've been inside. This Miracle Salve is good for all kinds of stuff. It's good hand cream. Go check it out. You'll enjoy it. While you're over there, you might want to check out the Mayberry Man playing cards. That's right. Check out those uh, those uh, the playing cards. Each each card has a different photo from the movie. So go and check those out. Folks, just head over to Weaver's Department Store and check out all the stuff they've got. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by donations from listeners like you, the executive producer of episode number 722, or not, I mean 772, <laughs> is Jim Sherrill. The High Sheriff of Mayberry is Chris Schmerl, and the Patreon Patron of the Week is Billy Lennox. Hello, everybody. I'm Alan Newsom, your host for Two Chairs No Waiting. And as every week, it is great to have you here in Mayberry with me. Uh, the last several weeks, we've been kind of going through an episode of the Andy Griffith Show and kind of talking about it. This one is going to be a little different because we're going to be doing a little bit of catching up uh, as we go. So I think what we want to do is catch up with some of the things from last week. So if you listened to the podcast last week, you heard uh, questions about who said that, who said this. And we've got some answers this week about who said that. So let's go. And the first one I would go to is Ken Underwood. Uh, I will say before we go to Ken, several of you wrote in and I really appreciate it. I read every one of them. I didn't respond to them all, but cause I was going to do it here on the podcast, but we had several people wrote in and gave answers to who said it. And so great job. You guys did a great job with that. Ken called in, so he's going to get a chance to speak up. So head on in, Ken. Let's hear from you. Hey, Alan. Uh, this is Keith Underwood, and I'm calling from Clinton, or North Keith. Carolina. <laughs> and uh, I go to Mayberry Days every year, and I've met you several times. But uh, I uh, wanted to answer a couple of your questions there from Monday night. Um, you were... At the end of the show, you were talking about things that were said, and you weren't sure who they were. And there was one that said, it's not a whim if you put on clean underwear. Uh, Barney said that. Um, it was in season four, episode 29, the rumor, when they thought Andy and Helen were engaged and they were planning a party, and he was trying to delay Andy from going home by taking him and Helen out to supper and told him to wear the uniform because Helen wanted to him to wear a uniform. And he didn't, Andy didn't understand why. And Barney said it was a whim. And Andy says, can I go home and change 
and put on clean underwear and socks. And Barney says, it's not a whim if you put on clean underwear. <laughs> so that was Barney that said that. So, and the other one you mentioned was, uh, um, who said fine, just fine on the phone. Uh, that was Andy. Um, season one, episode 23, Andy and Opie housekeepers. When Aunt B went out of town for a while and, uh, she called home to check on Andy and Opie and she, she asked, Andy answered the phone. She asked him, how he was doing. He said, fine, just fine. And she asked how Opie was doing. And he said, he's fine, just fine. So, um, that was it. That's the only two I could come up with, but, uh, you were asking who, who said these things. So, uh, um, I just want to call it in and let you know, uh, I enjoy your podcast every week. I really do. You do a great job and we all the fans appreciate it. So you take care and talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thank you, Keith. And I called you Ken about three times, but thank you. That's because I can't read because I wrote Keith everywhere. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking time to call in and give those answers. We, we, we'd we asked questions like that last week because we had a few quotes that Jan had, had written down and we couldn't remember who said them. And that was, uh, that was one of them uh, for sure. Or those were the, some of them, the, the clean underwear. Uh, several of you wrote in and, and let me know what the answer was on that. So I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, since since Keith called in, he gets on, you know, I'm going to mention him. Of course, I called him Ken. So <laughs> maybe you're better off. I could just name random names and you guys would be fine. But we had several. Uh, one of the other questions I had last week was uh, it was a quote that said, I'm going to put my square wheels. I'm going to put on my square wheels so things don't get going so fast. And that was one I didn't remember. Had several people tell us, uh, including, let's see, I had Lori and Chris and Brent. They, there were several others, I think, but those are the ones I grabbed their names. Uh, they mentioned that that was Briscoe Darlin who said it, and he said it to Aunt B, uh, when he was courting her and wanting her to, wanting to, he was specializing on her. She was specializing on him, so he was he was uh, low and lonely. You know, he was ready to go. <laughs> so evidently, he was going to put on his square wheels so things don't get going so fast. So that was Briscoe. We got that one. Uh, they mentioned uh, just a second ago the fine, just fine. That was Andy. Uh, we had uh, we had some others that we had some questions on, and uh, one of them. And I can't remember the exact uh, quote that I used last week. I should have gone back and listened to it. But there was some discussions, whether it was Goober or Wally, that was talking about uh, pucka, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Well, the pucka, 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 like an old Banny rooster, was definitely Goober. Because we definitely did. So let's, uh, just just for fun, uh, let's, uh, let's check this one out. As soon as I finish working on Gilly Walker's car break. Look at that carburetor. Watch yourself, Andy. It's dripping. It's off Gilly Walker's car. He's been in trouble with the darnest noise in that car. First it was chop wheat, chop wheat, chop wheat, chop wheat. And I fixed that, and then it was pucka, pucka, pucka like old Banny Rooster. That thing's all in the carburetor, so I'm taking it all apart. Oh. No wonder Gilly Walker has trouble with that car. Drives the fire out of it. Almost burned his valves out once. Speed, speed, speed. That's all he ever thinks about. 
<laughs> speech, 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 speech. That's all everything's about. <laughs> so that's where those uh, quotes from. I can't remember the exact quote we were asking last week, but that was one of them. And then we had one that was uh, about Wally because we were we were trying to figure out what Wally had said because did he say it or did Goober say it? So that's what Goober said. And this is what Wally actually said in Man in a Hurry. He Wally, said this. this year is Mr. Tucker. Oh, watch your foot. I'm going to rock forward. Uh, uh, Mr. Tucker's car broke down. He, he needs some mechanical work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where's your car now? About two miles out of town on Highway 43. Now tell me, uh, what did she sound like before she stopped on? Well, choked up, it seemed to me, like it wasn't getting any gas. Uh, he's, he's got gas in the tank, though. Lots of gas. Did it sound something like this? First it ran smooth, then it uh, kind of... Then it uh, ran smooth again. Then another... Then... uh, She dies. Yes, that's it. Uh Uh-huh. You got yourself a clogged fuel line. How did you know that? From sound. He'll fix it for me then. Be happy to? Fine. Uh Just an hour's work. We'll uh, tour it in tomorrow morning. Get right on it. Say, did you see... Oh, from the sound. That is, I love that. It is so funny. Uh, so, yeah. So those are those are a couple of quotes. Uh, There's some debate a little bit last week about which one it might be. Uh, so I, I grabbed those sound bites for you because I wanted you to be able to hear them. Because, man, are those not great? Uh, just listening to the episode, listening to those clips uh, just takes you right to it, doesn't it? It's just so amazing. Uh, so uh, I, I just I just love those those things. All right, let's see here. We had some more voicemails, I think. Let me check here. Uh, make sure I get the right names. <laughs> so this one uh, it was from a little earlier, uh, actually a lot earlier, basically last year. And I mentioned it in a previous episode, but I didn't get to play it on here. So I wanted to play this one. And uh, this is from Tammy, and uh, she's. She needs to get credit for catching this. This is not a new catch, but it is uh, definitely one that people may not be completely aware of. So take it away, Tammy. Hi, Ellen. This is Tammy in Chicago. And we just wanted to share that my husband and I were watching Christmas in Connecticut, which is a 1945 film with Barbara Stanwyck and Dennis Morgan and Sidney Greenstreet. And in the country dance scene, we were shocked to see one of the people sitting on the sidelines was Mr. Schwamp. We could not believe our eyes. It is so fun. I'm going to try to get a screenshot of that and email it to you. But if you check out the dancing on Christmas night in the town hall, you will see Mr. Schwamp on the sidelines there doing what he does best, smiling and sitting and watching. So Merry Christmas to you and your family. God bless. So, Tammy, thank you so much for taking time to call in. Yes, and, and everybody, people have seen this for years. Uh, I don't remember how many, but people have mentioned they think this is Mr. Swamp. We 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 can't confirm, mainly because we don't know who Mr. Swamp really was. But if you look at Mr. Swamp and then go back and look at the person in this in uh, Christmas in Connecticut, it definitely looks like a younger a little bit younger version of mr swamp so we all think that it probably is him there's uh, i mean it's a high likelihood 
but we just can't confirm. It may or may not be, but great eye, great eye, Tammy, because even if other people had seen it before, if you see it, you get credit for being a train noticer. So good job. There you, there you go. And we, I'd mentioned this one before and I think I didn't get to play it. And so I wanted to throw this back out uh, so we could all see this one. And, uh, this one was an interesting one I got. Uh, this is from uh, Jason, and I had never heard this before, nor had I ever thought about it, but he has a really good question here. So go ahead and take it away. Hey, Alan. This is Jason Carter, Rocky Hill, South Carolina. I was just watching the episode Howard the Comedian, and when they were on Colonel Tim's for the first time, it shows Andy standing in the wings and watching a young girl twirl a baton. I guess that was her talent. But it's funny. It, it reminded me of a face in the crowd when Lonesome Rhodes falls for the little young girl that's twirling the baton. I just wonder if that was intentional, if they did it on purpose or not. So if you ever called it. Anyway, you're doing a great job. And I appreciate all everything you do. Y'all take care and have a good day. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. And no, I had never caught this before and had never really thought about it. Uh, if you guys have never seen A Face in the Crowd, it's it's a really, I think, an amazing movie and one worth watching. Now, if you're a big Andy Griffith show fan, Andy in that movie is not a good person. So if you don't want to see Andy Griffith as in a role where he's not a Andy Taylor type person, uh, you probably don't want to watch A Face in the Crowd. But I think it's a very good movie. It's really about, uh, if you've never seen it, it's basically about how a media person, somebody in the media can manipulate the audience into thinking there's something they're not. And uh, it's just a, it's a very, it's a very interesting take on how mass media would work. And this was, wow, a long time ago, right? Uh, so it's uh, pretty, pretty interesting. And I don't know if that was a nod or not, but there's definitely the scene where Howard and Andy are standing behind, back behind the scenes and have the girl twirling, which was definitely something that happened in uh, Facing the Crowd. So great catch again trained notice her and combining things from one show to the other great job and thank you so much for pointing that out now the uh, last thing i have for us as far as uh, things i'm trying to catch up with i had a really interesting thing that came up in the last i don't know week or so uh larry granger wrote to me and was asking about the episode uh, a date for gomer now, the episode of Date for Gomer is the one that was uh, airing closest to the time when President John F. Kennedy uh, was assassinated back in 1963. So there are all kinds of websites and things that have uh, a Date for Gomer, sh uh, Gomer shown as airing on November the 25th, which is the Monday, President Kennedy was shot on a Friday. And then on Monday, uh, it shows that the Andy Griffith show, they showed that episode, a date for Gomer. Well, 
in Larry's research and looking around, uh, he found a website that is called TV Obscurities. TV Obscurities is the name of the website. Uh, we'll put a link to it in our show notes so that you'll be able to look in the, look at this as well. I'd never seen this, but there was a question on there: What didn't what America didn't watch Monday, November twenty fifth, nineteen sixty three? And basically, what they're talking about there is on the President Kennedy had been assassinated on that Friday, and then on that Monday was the funeral and all that. So they were kind of wall to wall. All the television networks remember. All three of them. <laughs> there were only three, and maybe PBS or something back those days. Uh, but uh, they were basically wall to wall covering that. Uh, uh, in the afternoon was when President Kennedy was uh, memorialized, or or so they basically preempted all the television programming on that Monday night, uh, November twenty fifth. 1963. So A Date for Gomer didn't actually air that day. Uh, even though every book I have, all of them, I mean, pretty much I looked at all the books, they all had that he, it was the air date. Turns out it wasn't. Uh, if you go and look on IMDb, even you will see uh, references to the, uh, the air date being the 9th of uh, 9th of December. So they skipped a week even. They didn't just do it. They skipped a whole week. So IMDb will show you episode aired 9 December uh, 1963, a date for Gomer. So anyway, Larry caught this and said, has anybody ever seen this? What do you know about this? I didn't know anything about it. But uh, sure enough, all the information was wrong. Uh, I have I run the website uh, Mayberry.info, and even on Mayberry.info, we had the wrong dates. The date for Gomer uh, showed up as airing on the 25th of November, and I just today, after we were looking into this and everything, I went in and changed that information on the actual episode uh, information. So it now tells you that it was originally scheduled to air on the 25th, but it was delayed until December the 9th, 1963. So I don't know if anybody really cares about that, but it was a very interesting catch. And I, it's a decoy. They're saying in the chat room, a decoy Shazam. So yes, they, that for some reason has been misreported for all these years, the date that this episode actually aired. Now, this is not going to be until season uh, four as we go through episodes looking at it. But it was, according to the all the notes, it was the 105th episode filmed, uh, but it was aired 104th. So, uh, you know, that, that I don't know if that is actually correct because up in Barney's room, uh, was actually the 105th episode aired, and it came on on December the 2nd. And then there is no, if you look in the list of when episodes were, there is no episode listed as being on on December the 9th. But they did show Citizens Arrest, Citizens Arrest, on December the 16th. So we will get this corrected on uh, Mayberry.info. If you want to go and check out over at Mayberry.info, it is the Mayberry Historical Society. And you can go over there and you can help 
us keep all this information up to date while you're there. So thank you to Larry Granger for pointing this out. He did a great job uh, noting this and pulling out the information. And I think that's got us fairly well caught up. So thank you very much, guys. So since I got us caught up here and we're not too far behind, uh, last week, one of the questions uh, we did uh, from Paul Mulek, a trivia question, the answer to the question was actually uh, a, a poor butterflies by the episode about the music that plays. So he had this to to add to poor butterfly. That's the music, you know, you hear uh, when uh, Naomi is dancing around uh, the convicts at large. When they're dancing around, they're da, 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 that music. So he says, it occurred to me that the song Poor Butterfly heard when Naomi smashes the vase over Floyd's head. Uh, Naomi and her husband, it was their song. You'll remember that. Uh, is the same song heard at Mrs. Wiley's tea party when Ernest T. Bass smashes a vase over the head of a man who cut in to dance with Ramona. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Uh, it is the exact same song, two vases on, on two different heads. Uh, they get smashed right there. Uh, you don't suppose Naomi was once married to Ernest T. Bass, and that's where he got the idea. <laughs> uh, I guess probably not. Uh, perhaps you'd like to mention this, he said, which is I am doing that. This is great uh, there. He said, also, in the episode, Look, Paul, I'm Dancing, Aunt B states her intention to buy some dance records and asks uh, the men for some suggestions. And Floyd, he, suggest, he suggested Poor Butterfly, Roses of Picardy, and Yes, We Have No Bananas. So, those, <laughs> so there's those connections to Poor Butterfly. Uh, during the, the, the seasons of the Andy Griffith show, I'd never picked up on the fact that Floyd got hit over the head with a vase <laughs> with that music playing. And then yes, Ernest T. Bass busted the guy over the head and knocked him out also with that music playing. So, wow, be careful if you hear that music and watch people that might have vases in their hands. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, for pointing those things out. That is great. All right, guys. So now we're going to do some more trivia. If everybody's ready, this is different trivia. It's kind of like what we did last week. And a lot of folks said they really enjoyed it. And so we're we're going to play it a little bit more this week. So here we go. You ready? So this is Who Said It? Just like we did last week. There's eight questions plus a bonus question at the end. So if everybody is ready. Uh, our chat room here live on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. If you go to live.twochairsnowaiting.com, they're going to be playing along with us as we go. So who said it? Question number one, guys. Who said it? Here's the question. Here, here's what the quote is. Hey, mister, you're all tied up to a tree. Okay. Who said, hey, mister, you're all tied up to a tree. Oh, see, that one's kind of hard. I'm not going to do the voices either because it makes it too too easy. That one's a little bit hard, I think. Okay, so if you got it, going to try. Folks in the hey, chat room's getting it right. Hey, mister, you're all tied up to a tree. Who said it was? Gomer. 
in Andy's vacation. You know, when Neil was tied to the tree, he let him loose. That's that's who it was. It was Gomer. Gomer said that. Question number two. Now, if you don't get this one, I'd be very surprised because this one seems the, the next couple here seem pretty easy. Okay, question two. This is the quote. Puddin' Tang. Ask me again and I'll tell you the same. So the quote, who said Puddin' Tang? Ask me again and I'll tell you the same. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> that one I think that one's pretty easy. All right, I'll give you the re- Puddin' Tang. Ask me again, I'll tell you the same the the person who said it pause if you don't want to hear but the person who said it is barney in the jailbreak episode you know he was dressed up like a criminal and got in the jail cell with him pudding tame ask me again i'll tell you the same <laughs> he's trying to act tough all right number three question number three uh, this one i think is pretty easy too all right here's the question quote who said it that's the clunker i sold to that boob in mayberry Okay, who said that? That's the clunker I sold to that boob in Mayberry. See, I think this one's pretty easy. Some of these are easier than others to me. Some of them are really hard. I I didn't get them. All right, and these are all by Paul Mulek, by the way. So, Paul Mulek, thank you. Thank you so much for these questions. I love them. All right, last read, and you give me the answer. Uh, Who said, that's the clunker I sold to that boob in Mayberry? The answer is... It was Mrs. Lash. Mrs. Lash said it in Barney's first car. (laughs) Uh, All right. Number four. There's eight questions plus a bonus. This one's hard, I think. I I don't think I would have got this one. Okay. Question number four. Who said, that's me, able-bodied man? Who said, that's me, able-bodied man? See, I don't think I would have gotten this one. I, I did not remember this one. Who said, that's me, able-bodied man? Okay. The answer to who said, that's me, able-bodied man. People in the chat room are getting this. I didn't get it. I wouldn't have got this one. It's Ernest T. Bass. Ernest T. said this uh, when Ernest T., Join the army. It's in the episode. Ernest T. Bass joins the army. That's me, able-bodied man. So he, it was Ernest T. Good job, folks. Wow, y'all are good. All right, number five. Who said that's a pretty good joke, but the joke's over? I think that one's not too bad. If you if you can pick up on it, who said that's a pretty good joke, but the joke's over? Who said that? Okay. The all right. Who said that's a pretty good joke, but the joke's over? The answer is it was Andy and Lawman Barney when those uh, guys were selling stuff on the side of the road. It's a pretty good joke. The joke's over. All right. Number six. Number six. Who said? I've told you not once, not twice, but three different times you're not supposed to do that. Okay, who said, 
I've told you not once, not twice, but three different times, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. All right. Last read. Who said, I've told you not once, not twice, but three different times, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. The answer as to who said that is Barney. Barney said that. In, in Barney's uniform, that episode, Barney's uniform. Okay. Number seven. We got two more questions and a little bonus that you can try for. All right. Num- again, thanks to Paul Mulek for these. Number seven. Who said, are we going to talk or are we going to fight? See, I would have I missed this one, I think. Who said, are we going to talk or are we going to fight? Number seven. Mm. Are we going to talk or are we going to fight? Who said it? All right. The answer is Howard Sprague. Howard Sprague said it in Howard's main event. Are we going to talk or are we going to fight? All right, folks in the chat room, good job. Uh, how did you do? I, I'm, I don't think I would have gotten that one. I would have thought that was maybe uh, Clarence Earp or something. You know, that's who I would have probably said. All right. Number eight is the last one. And then a bonus. Who said, who said disgraceful lack of police protection nowadays? Who said disgraceful lack of police protection nowadays? Disgraceful lack of police protection nowadays. Who said that? Whew. See, that seems hard. That one's hard, too, to me. Who said disgraceful lack of police protection nowadays? Okay. So the answer to that, who said that, is uh, C.J. Hassler, the jewel thief, in Andy and Barney in the Big City. Andy and Barney in the big city. That was the jewel thief. Disgraceful lack of police protection nowadays. Whew. Good. That was good. So, hey, I think Emmett got it uh, in the chat room. Good job, Emmett. Okay. So here's the bonus question. What do all of the quotes I just did, what do all those quotes have in common? (laughs) Oh, that one's tough. The bonus question is, what did all the quotes, what do they have in common? Does anybody know? Okay. Let you think about it here. I kind of hate to give you the answer right away. So be thinking about that. Uh, What do all these quotes have in common? All right. I'm going to give you the answer in just a minute, but I'm going to get you to think about it just a little bit. What they might be. What do all those quotes have in common? Folks, I am so uh, thankful for just all the support and stuff I get here on the podcast and thankful for all that you guys do. There are so many events coming up uh, in the coming year uh, in Mayberry. If you're over to imayberry.com, you can check out the event calendar. It takes you over to Weaver's department store, uh, the event calendar there. But it's the Mayberry event calendar, Floyd's Barbershop Bulletin Board. There are events happening 
all over the place this year. And I wanted to just mention a few of them. There's uh, some coming up pretty soon here. Karen Knotts is going to be uh, doing her one, uh, one woman show in Sylacauga, Alabama on February the 3rd at 7 PM. So if you're in that area, head down there in February the 10th, uh, Mayberry and 40 acres backlot. It's a lecture that's going to begin at 11 a.m. up at the Mid America Science Park in Scottsburg, Indiana, by our very own Rover reporter, Randy Turner. So head up there and check that out. If you're in the Scottsburg, Indiana area, get you started ready for Mayberry comes to Scottsburg this year. He's going to be talking about the 40 acres back lot and all the different TV shows and movies that were filmed there and the history of it. Uh, it is amazing, uh, a part of, uh, that I think you would definitely enjoy. Uh, so definitely consider coming out to that. Uh, Randy's going to, they're going to have a meet and greet and everything after it's all the information is there in the event calendar. But go and check that out. February 10th, guys. Great time to go and do some of this stuff. Uh, let's see the George Lindsay film festival is coming up in March on, uh, well, the 29th of February and through the 2nd of March, the 27th annual George Lindsay film festival is coming up. Uh, the annual, this is the fourth annual Mayberry. I love Lucy festival in Granville, Tennessee It's coming up in April, the 11th through the 13th. Start making plans guys. These, there's so many of these wonderful events coming that I don't want you to miss. So go and check that out. Keith Thibodeau is going to be there. Uh, you know, Johnny Paul, and he was also Little Ricky on I Love Lucy. Dennis Rush, Johnny Paul's buddy, Opie's buddy, Howie, he's going to be there. Karen Knotts will be there, as will Dixie Griffith. So we're going to have all kinds of fun going on there. There's going to be interviews of some of these folks together, shows. Uh, guys, it's a great, great weekend there in Granville, Tennessee. And the last one I'll mention right now is coming up in May, but you can go check out the event calendar, see everything. Uh, It's called the Mayberry Retreat, May 8th through the 10th. It's also hosted by Randy Turner, and it's going to be a great time there. They're going to have bluegrass uh, player there, our buddy Tim White from the VW Boys, who provides us so much of our background music and stuff that we play here on the podcast. And it's not even on the website yet, but I wanted to declare this. The special guest for the Mayberry Retreat is David Browning. Now, many of you guys will remember David as the Barney, the Mayberry deputy, for so many years that entertained us at all these Mayberry events. And he will be at Randy's event, the Mayberry Retreat, uh, not as Barney, but as him. He's we're gonna he's gonna be interviewed. We're gonna talk to him about his experiences and all the amazing things he's gotten to do over the year, as, over the years. Uh, because of Mayberry and the people he met and all that kind of stuff. I am looking so forward to this. So you got Tim White doing some music for us. You got uh, David Browning will be there. And of course, Randy Turner will be there leading the whole event. That's a really cool event. Uh, go check it out. You can go to uh, mayberrybooks.com slash Mayberry Retreat, and it'll take you right to it. All right. No more, no more sales pitches, but I wanted you to see that and head over to the uh, imabry.com and go to the event calendar and you can check that out. And for some reason I can't get back up to my, <laughs> so uh, you can't, nobody can see me now on the actual video screens. 
So anyway, guys, we are done anyhow. So, hey, thanks for being here with me. I would love to hear from you coming up. Oh, I forgot to tell you the answer to the bonus question. What do all those trivia, all those trivia questions have in common? Have y'all figured it out yet? Uh, the answer is all of the quotes are by characters played or two characters played by Alan Melvin, Sam the Butcher. All the quotes were spoken to characters played by Alan Melvin. Oh, there you go. Now you know the answer. You got it. So, guys, uh, hope you had a good time tonight. I would love to hear from you. You can give me a call at 888-684-8415. You can email me at floyd at imayberry.com. Or you can just drop by uh, twochairsnowaiting.com and let me know what you think. All right, guys. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week right here on Two Chairs. Good night, everybody.